0: Uh, 104? Mm-hmm. Sick. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 104. Plenty of Premier League to go through again this week. There was some ripper games in Germany, including a Riviera Derby. Uh, We got some Ange Watch with Aaron Moy taking the piss in Scotland. And there's also a potential Barcelona scandal, which we'll talk about as well. Tommy's joining me on the other line. How you
1: doing, man? I'm great, Sammy. How are you? Is everything, everything cool? It's cool. Yeah.
0: Cool as,
1: um,
0: I don't know. I was going to try and make a stupid reference about Cooper's fringe show, which is probably wrapping up.
1: <laughs> it must be, right? There's only a week left. I know, unless he's going to take it nationwide now, because I know there's been considerable interest. Sponsors have been getting involved. I mm. look in like part solidarity with uh, Gary Lineker and the, the boys on comms. I was like, nah, I'm going to boycott the games on Saturday night. I'm going to go to Cooper's show. I'm going to finally suss and see what the see what the fuss is about. And I think I know where we're getting our extra listeners from because there's a large portion of his show where he forces the audience to play at least five minutes of this podcast excellent. in order for us to grow. Yeah, excellent. If we can uh, grow our listenership by
0: cult-style influence, that, that works for me. I don't really care either way. Um, well, Cooper's like not it. here with us. He's not here with us right now, but he may pop in at any moment. We don't know when. He's uh he's somewhere. He's, he's lurking around somewhere near a computer, <laughs> and who knows when he'll see the link and click on it and jump on board the show, but we'll wait and see. Uh, last week, he popped on just in time to talk about Liverpool beating United 7-0. I bet he conveniently doesn't pop up this week for our first game, which is, of course, Bournemouth 1, Liverpool 0. What is going on here? How can you win 7-0 against the old enemy, United, and then uh, gift a win to the bottom side a week later?
1: I think all you can realistically draw from this is that Bournemouth is an eight-goal better side than Man United.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, that. <laughs> uh, didn't... um. Liverpool also beat Bournemouth like 9-0 last time, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they did. I think that was what got yeah. Scotty Parker sacked. Yeah, potentially. And then he somehow ended up at Bruger, and then he's also been sacked again. Oh boy, can we yeah, let's pause there. <laughs> and let's just yes.
0: Scotty Parker has now has been sacked twice this year. It's a good effort. It's surely tough to get another
1: job <laughs> in football it, after that. He's got one of those English backgrounds that make you think he's going to continue to fail upwards into uh, like other jobs. I get the impression he's going to be given chance after chance until something goes right. Maybe not upwards anymore, but I could see him still getting
0: a championship gig again because he's had a couple of promotions. Um, Who knows? Anyway, that's enough on Scott Parker. Paul, I feel kind of bad for him. Sacked twice in a season is real, real rough. And they got, That His Champions League side, Brugger got drawn against Benfica as well. Imagine it was Real Madrid or PSG or Bayern or something. Jeez, it could have been ugly. could have been gone after the first leg and (laughs) fired from his next job by the second leg. Anyway, Bournemouth beating Liverpool. A huge three points for Bournemouth. Uh, This relegation battle down there heating up every week. It's
1: it's ridiculous, isn't it? There was a good uh, stat emerged during the week that clubs starting the day in 20th position this season. In their very next game, they've averaged 1.5 points from that fixture. Yeah. And it just, it kind of like reinforces that desperate winning mentality that the sides are feeling once they hit uh, rock bottom. Yeah. Are we still able to use the, are we still able to use the injury
0: crisis thing for Liverpool? Like, are they missing Diago, Luis Diaz, Joe Gomez, Naby Mm. Keita, but, Mm. you know, they've Van Dyke's back in there playing, Canate's at the back uh they still got Trent Robertson Fabinho um still got Salah up front they've brought in players like Nunes
1: and Gakpo for big money so there's not really any excuses is there no it feels like they've been missing these guys for a long time and we've just we've gone through a window where they perhaps didn't reinforce in midfield where their the fans were desperately crying out for um they've got the uh they got the kid uh, ba- uh what's his name Badrichic yeah Badrichic yep and like he's been good. And there's I was reading during the week that maybe they're they're trying to shoehorn Harvey Elliott into a position that he's not actually capable of in that midfield three. And so yeah. potentially you're playing with, you know, a debilitated Fabinho, two kids, one of whom shouldn't actually be in there. And you know, you're playing in a Premier League this season that is very uh very focused on transitional football. And I think you're coming up against sides in the top ten like Brighton, who play a very, uh, like, they they try and draw you into pressing them so that they can then play you around midfield. Conversely, you've got Fulham and now Everton, who look like they're going to play three real holding, strong, organised midfielders. And if you're coming up with that kind of midfield three, it doesn't lend itself well to performing consistently this season. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've got anything on else on Bournemouth or Liverpool, but Bournemouth now get themselves off dead bottom into 18th. So uh, it's just it's just ever changing. Uh, Leeds slip further lower, but we'll get to that in a sec. Um, oh, Everton throw though, that in there. Everton though hoisted themselves out there up to 15th with a one nil win over Brentford. I don't know if you caught any of this. It was a very early one nil goal, first minute I believe, and then um, mm. that was, it was it. a ripper.
1: It was a bloody banger and goal kind one of nil. Yeah, look, don't mind it. The Everton fans have been on his back pretty much all season, but reunited rightfully, with Deich, I think. Rightfully, yeah, because he came with big money and hasn't really yep. lived up to any kind of billing. No. Um, I just I, I looked at it and lamented the the NSF curse that struck again. Gave <laughs> Brentford a massive rap last week, cut everyone yeah. off to talk about their unbeaten run, and look, poof, gone. Yeah. They are... They, it, yeah,
0: it really frustrated me this week. Looking at it, remembering that Arsenal drew with Brentford at home,
1: mm, it's and just thing, seeing it? the goals the drew with Everton,
0: <laughs> No, lost to Everton. It lost to Everton. Yeah, and <laughs> then they beat Brentford. So um, up to fifteenth, all of a sudden, Everton. It's just it shows how easy it is. Just one win um, when people are picking up so few points down there. Like we yeah. said last week, um, but your boys leads drew two all with Brighton, so they sink into nineteenth. Um,
1: I'm assuming you did watch this one. You can take us through it a bit if you like. you got the floor. It's it, I did, yeah. It seems ridiculous that you could have like a good result on paper. We don't typically fare well against Brighton and then to let come from behind twice and salvage a draw, try and get the home fans again a little bit more amped, just like the Everton fans were trying to get behind their side. It's disappointing then to slip and to see other results go against you, but that's the nature of what's going to happen now for the next 10 13 games yes, you're definitely. going to perform well and you're going to see sides around you do something crazy like bournemouth or you know everton beat brentford that's a big result in the context of this season it's it's definitely a marathon you got to you just you have to get a, a few games unbeaten two wins in a row three wins in a row and then you really start to look stabilized and and out of trouble there's some good goals though. Harrison's goal was nice. I don't know if you saw any of them. Yeah, I did. I saw the goals. Harrison's goal was nice. Um, that's the own pass- goal or the banger,
0: <laughs> the banger. Um, <laughs> some good passages of play leads. They just um, can't string ninety minutes together. And like you said, on paper, a draw against Brighton would be decent-ish, um, but Brighton probably looking at it as two points drop, maybe. You know, but oh, then when sure. you look at you look at Brentford losing to Everton. Brian would have liked to have taken three points at this struggling lead
1: side and just haven't. Um... Oh, for sure. Does uh, said post game that that he hasn't felt as robbed as a manager as this game. <laughs> and I thought that was this a big statement. I'm like bloody hell, yeah. we're not that bad, are we? No, I don't. I don't think so.
0: Are you? No, you are well, you're terrible. Ailing at a shocker. <laughs> the amount of times I watched him get beat by Matoma was insane. League one ailing. Um, Matoma looks a player though. You know, he does we he talked about him in the last six. few weeks since he's come in? He's he looks really good. So, um, I don't know onwards and upwards still for Brighton. I guess they can carry on their way. They're still right around the edge there of that those European spots, sitting in seventh. So, uh, good luck to them. And if Brentford are gonna gonna drop points against Everton, and if uh, Fulham, who we'll get to later, are going to play as poorly as they did on the weekend, then they'll fancy well, their chances to t- stay ahead of them. They're shooing. Yeah, <laughs> they're locked. Let's call it right now. Uh, Cooper's jumped on just in time for Bournemouth v Liverpool. Cooper, did you watch this?
2: I did. I um, I just heard you talking about Leeds, and I thought, oh, beauty! They're past the early game on a Saturday. I won't have to, I won't have to front up about it. But no, I did, and it was just as good as it reads. Excellent. Do you have anything else to say about the game? Do you have do you have any comments or thoughts
1: Yeah, about Bournemouth v Liverpool? Slashing analysis just a
2: real a real typical result of the season that Liverpool are having to be able to beat man united 7-0 in a in a grudge match that meant so much for the top 4 last week and then go to go to the vitality and lose 1-0 to relegation straggling bournemouth you know mm. is very typical of liverpool this season and Tom enjoying Liverpool just absolutely handing teams around the relegation <laughs> points, three <laughs> points after three points. I actually I saw this meme and it was like Liverpool being all creative, giving all of Everton's relegation candidate mates three points every time they play them <laughs> to try and send Everton down. But... Yeah, nice. Well, now that you
0: have commented, I can share with you that we did go chronologically <laughs> and we have already done the Liverpool Ooh. game, but I just thought I'd get your thoughts anyway because, you know, you're the Liverpool guy on here, so... It'd be unfair if we just did it without you. So skimmed over that. Yeah. There you go. Um, we'll move it on. Leicester uh, scored a goal but lost <laughs> to Chelsea. <laughs> um, I really don't like this Leicester team at the moment. There's something about them just shits me to tears. I find them so boring. But uh, Chelsea finding a little bit of form now. Kai um, it? scored a
1: beauty of a goal. Yeah. That was all caress. There was. And the ball as well, the Mason Mount, little little scoop ball over the top. It's bloody beautiful. Uh, I was um, Enzo. Oh, it was Enzo. Well, yeah, it, was it wasn't Enzo. as good then. It wasn't as good, I feel. Was- he probably could have executed that with a little bit more panache. $100 million good or whatever they paid for him. Yeah, no, it probably was. And I think Koop's uh, like, he's on the Enzo train. He doesn't mind uh, bigging up a big performance from the lad. He does stat pad a little bit, I find. But that's uh, that's all quality that and the the finish from Havet. Someone compared him to um, Burkamp. Yeah, the okay, way the that, delicate mm, touch. Mm, yes, yeah, and the right. finesse. it was a bit of a stretch, but look, I'll if he can it. kick on, and <laughs> you give him the pass to you, yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll be the
0: arbiter of who isn't isn't good enough to um, talk. Be said in the same sentence as Burkamp. I'll allow mm. it on this occasion.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the
0: dentist gatekeeper. Sure. <laughs> uh Cooper, any thoughts on this one? Chelsea beating Leicester?
2: Yeah, no, they do look like they, they're in a bit of a run of form. Um, I I have a bit of sympathy for our friend Enzo Tom because I'm not sure what you have to do in the world to be a hundred million pound midfielder to start with, but to be a hundred million pound midfielder and be expected to play alongside Ruben Loftus cheek for 90 minutes can't be an easy thing to do. <laughs> um you may you may Michaelo the mud dog got himself got himself an assist. <laughs> Dudrick on the weekend. Um, yeah, more
1: <laughs> just knocked it back into an area and Kovacic's oh, did the work. Come on. And what, as soon as I saw it, I thought, fuck, I need to think of a way to get take this away from him. But yeah, I've done it a, for you. He's reaching, it's a good cushioned header to get it back in the area. No, it's not. Better finish, though. It's a better finish. It's a good finish. It's a pretty standard header for
0: someone on that money, I would have thought. Um, in the context of this week, Chelsea. Uh, I guess a lot of fans, you know, they were they were creeping up, the Potter haters already, uh, and you can't really blame them, given how poor they have been, or can you blame them? I don't know, that's a separate discussion, I guess, but the pressure was probably starting to mount already, uh, it was starting to Mason mount already, and um, Ding. they turn around the Champions League game against Dortmund, who, uh, we're going to talk about Dortmund later, but it a very typically Borussia Dortmund week for them um but turned it around they got maybe got a bit lucky with the penalty i'm not sure um uh, they didn't get lucky with the retake it was a clear retake um and then they go on to win Dortmund not really causing them too many problems and then they come and get another three points in the premier league here so uh just a big turnaround that they really needed coming off that the that
1: leeds win last week yeah that that retake uh incident that's probably one of the more like technical distinctions of a rule that makes sense and that whoever is the first to get the ball who encroaches yeah is the one <laughs> who's done the wrong thing like yeah everyone's gonna do it yeah it makes total sense to me
0: yeah that's fine i'm just i'm unsure about the handball to begin with but that's you know that's getting into our once again that we no one's really sure on what the definition of a, of handball is and whether or not that should be handball. Otherwise, you could just be wandering around, flicking the ball up in the penalty box, trying to catch arms. But, you know. Could you actually feasibly see that happen,
1: though? No. Uh, no. Oh, no. I think there would be some already... players that would try it, but, yeah. Ugh, dirty. It, what, who would try it? Bruno, definitely. A desperate fucking mud dog that needs a goal. Mud dog. <laughs> um,
2: Just on... Chelsea, I know we said run of form. They beat Dortmund, who, like you said, are having a typical Dortmund week. You can't. You, I know you can't take it away from Chelsea, but they've also beaten a struggling Leeds and a seriously struggling Leicester. I'm not sure if you can call it a run of form yet. They've got Everton, Everton and Aston Villa coming in the next two Premier League games, and if they win both of those, maybe. It's a scenario of you can only beat what's put in front of you, but there's still a billion dollars worth of fucking alphabet soup in my eyes, and I'm yet to be impressed. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's also a fair assessment. Um, it is a it is a rich rich squad. It's just the I guess they were they were behind going into the tie and were pretty well. I thought they were kind of outplayed in the first league against Dortmund, and Dortmund had more of the ball in this game as well, but just couldn't couldn't find a way through. But three wins in a week for Chelsea, I think you'd take that after after what had been going on. Um, what have we got next? Where am I at? Where's my sheet here? Spurs beating Forest, another one that we can tie into their their kind of week of sorts with their Champions League fixture. But we'll start with them beating Forest. Anything
1: on that, Tom? Uh, I just you can't help but piss yourself at Richarlison finally scoring. <laughs> Only <laughs> four minutes of this is going to be where he started. He's been booked twice this season for taking his shirt off, and both times the goal has been ruled out. <laughs> It's he's so even good. giving he's giving Conte the old shut up after he started him and bang. That's what you get back. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> it's just so Spursy. He fits in there, not he? Yeah, he's he's the prototype of a Spurs player, isn't
2: he? Yep. Yeah, um, agreed. Did you see the uh the altercation between him and Harry Kane when he asked for the second penalty? No. He was very, he was very, very desperate for a goal or a and he's picked up the ball and he's pointing at himself going, me, me. And Kane's just looked at him like, are you fucking stupid? And taking the ball <laughs> out of his hands. So like, this is just wonderful Spurs content.
1: I yeah. did see, I did see some shit being thrown at Kane during the week for not like stepping aside and letting him take it. I think yeah. someone referenced. Yeah, it's, uh, where do you Luck is that? In it's very no, much we we spoke about it in the Red
2: podcast though, and when Hiroshi went on his right or lack thereof form for a while, I was very pro. The next time we get a penalty, maybe we just need to we just need to find a way to get this guy a goal and get him into form. And when you're playing Nottingham Forest at home, you know if you give Richarlison a penalty, way one 0 up, and he misses, it shouldn't stop you from beating them anyway. Yeah,
0: um, I think mm. interesting yeah a lot of the content i kind of listened to and read from around the place last week as well especially in context of their champions league game against milan um was about kane's his performances in big games um and his he's being called selfish a lot by people in the media football media um not a lot of the british media because they they protect him but uh, just for his like he plays games when he's unfit he gets himself selected when he's not fully ready. He doesn't perform in those games because he's not ready or not fit. And then a game like this, you'd think it'd be, is it not better for the team if he's already, he's already scored a goal as well? Is it, not, is it not better for the team if he lets, lets and take this one and find some form?
1: Surely. It probably is. But I think in the context of Spurs getting knocked out of the Champions League and now desperately needing to finish top four, um, when you, you're you only 1-0 up, I think you got to give it to your man and let him tuck it away. Yeah, 1-0 up at
0: home to Forest. I mean,
1: yeah. Gives I, me real
2: 2018 World Cup vibes. Um, here we go. I remember seeing a bunch of statistics around it at the time and it was, I can't remember if it was 8 or 9, but during England's World Cup run in 2018, Harry Kane took nine free kicks for England within 30 yards of the goal and didn't hit the target once. Yeah. Yeah. But would not cough a free kick up to another player. I think he very much just pulls the look at the armband card. You know, he, this um, is my free kick. This is my penalty.
0: Yeah, and his big game, rec- his big game record. Aside from, he's got a decent record of scoring in derbies against Arsenal, but again, mostly from the spot. And then his in games for England, like he hasn't really set it, turned it on, has he? For England, um, he also had that penalty that he put into the back of the grandstand.
2: <laughs> in Qatar. And
0: he has a he has a World Cup golden boot, eight goals, four penalties. Yeah. So, pen merchant, done. Lock it in. Um, done. Ten thought, we've done it off. to death the last few weeks, but how spursy spurs are. But the Milan game, I watched this one. I don't know if anyone else saw it, but to get knocked out of the Champs League like that at home where they spent over the two legs, they probably spent the last 30 minutes of the second leg trying to score like other than that they looked pathetic milan cut them open um they should have completely buried them out of this tire milan they were destroying cutting them open creating so many chances and just being wasteful spurs were barely creating a thing um until a last minute last minute header that was saved by Maignan. um but just so spurs to be doing this and not even they didn't even look like they were trying to score a goal it when they were they were behind one 0
1: going into the game, it must be unbelievably frustrating to know every season you're going to be just there on the cusp of achieving something, but yep. then like deep down knowing that it's never going to happen. They're, they're never a threat and they cannot get even that great run to the Champions League fight. They just you can't ever bank on them being good enough to win anything, and it's just a, another example of it happening again. Yeah, again.
0: Um, again, we'll, we'll move and it long on. May it continue? <laughs> long may <mate>, it continue. <laughs> uh, we'll move it on. Man City beat Palace 1 0 from a Holland uh penalty. I don't know if there's much to say about this one. Uh, just another a game where City had all the ball really and just couldn't quite find the goal and then did it. It was a clear penalty, wasn't it? So, no arguments. Yep, definitely.
1: Uh, what they fell asleep at the corner, a bit rash in the challenge. Yeah, he goes classic. down obviously, but
0: classic. Um, wingers defending in the penalty box, you know.
1: There, there was a bit of that. There was a couple of pens this weekend you, wingers settled on it a the wrong lot, side. Um <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: no good. Palace Palace did um break a, an interesting record this weekend though. Yes. Uh since they've been kept uh 2003-2004, they became the first team uh to not have a shot on target three games in a row. Wow. That's that would suck to watch. That's fair. You think Spurs. you think supporting Spurs is debilitating? Imagine watching Crystal Palace for the last few weeks. Mm, yeah, that is grim. Uh, but they are
0: Palace. Like, if you were Spurs, and like, Spurs do that and they're Spurs. It's, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, Palace. It, I, it, I, I don't know. It boggles the mind how they're still
1: 12th. They, <laughs> like, relegate them.
0: They're lingering around. They did a lot of work in the early part of the season. They did look... Decent. They look like Vieira was um, kind of getting them over the line, maybe as a coach. And then I think we've talked all along about how their squad is quite weak all the way Mm. through. And I think they were overperforming to be in twelfth. So we'll we'll see how they go. You predicted last week that they might get dragged into the relegation. There's still just so many teams below them that that might be enough to keep them out of it. Um, The Sunday night slash Monday morning games. Fulham um, at home to Arsenal looked like it could have been another tough. Stepping stone for the Gunners, given that they're not the most convincing in the last few weeks, but this was honest, Uh, Arsenal won 3-0, but there's not really anything much to say about Arsenal. Um, Fulham were genuinely pathetic in this game. They're defending for all three goals, and then there was one disallowed as well, but their defending for all three goals in the first half was just deplorable, very weak, and probably... You'd be pretty frustrated given where they are on the table and the chance they had here against an Arsenal side that do show weakness against teams like this.
1: Mm. Overawed by the uh, situation, maybe? <clears throat> Perhaps. I was going to be big. Nah, it's, I think they've drilled it down to uh, Fulham, uh, a perlinia less Fulham. Makes them quite big shot. out. Yeah. yeah. Don't, I don't think they've won without him in the side this season. So,
0: But he is an, an excuse for why the back line just looks so incredibly weak defense. Oh my God. And, when Erdegaard's walking around them for the third, you just the third <laughs> and even the second goal where Trossard puts up a nice cross to Martinelli, but the defenders surely the favorite to be winning that header the whole time. And he just kind of stands there and turns yeah, away and lets Martinelli just jump up and win it in front of him. It was, it was really poor, really weak. It was weird.
1: Um, that was a, that was a poor moment for Fulham round. Leno scrambling and then not getting anywhere near it. It's yeah. Yeah. That it was out of character for them. Gross stuff. Uh, Man United,
0: Southampton, how gross was this one? Or was, is it? Or am I wrong? Is it not a gross nil-nil?
2: This was a good nil-nil. I don't know. Did you see it, Coop? I did. I watched bits of it. I had its entertaining moments. Um, probably better before the red card, though. Um, More of a contest, yeah. Yeah, just, just another one of those unlucky ones. Um, I don't think there was much arguing that it was a red card. But again, it's just one of those unlucky ones where he goes goes sort of studs up off the ground, plays the ball, but goes over the top of the ball when everyone's going, oh, you know, he's unlucky. He's, he's he's played the ball first, gone over it, but it's the whole, you know, you're the tackler, you've got the duty of care, and if you go in, studs up. It doesn't matter if you're unlucky or not. And this it's, it is, clearly, it is. A, clearly a technique technique issue with Casemiro as well because it's not like this isn't the first time this has happened with him. No, it's not. Um, I actually saw com posted a thing um, this week. He's obviously going to miss three games, four actually out of suspension, given it's his second straight red card this season, Casanero. Um, One of them will be in the cup, though, but it will mean at the end of his suspension, his last 10 games in the Premier League will be missed through suspension, straight red card, suspension, 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 7 nil loss at Anfield, red card, suspension, <laughs> suspension, suspension. suspension. <laughs> Jeez. That's He's the best. Best that's, DM in the world, guys. That's just over a quarter of a Premier League season, that spam. <laughs>
0: it's it's not it's not good to look at. No.
1: That's brilliant. Are you sure it's not just part of the big VAR refereeing conspiracy in order to keep Manchester United down? <laughs> a man so crucial to the team. Of course they've got to find a way to kick him out. Yeah, it's it's amazing after
0: all the all they've done to try and get play. They got in Marcel Savica and You know, they got Christian Eriksen firing in there this year and Casemiro is now getting suspended. So they end up, they keep, we're right back to Scott McTominay and Fred running around in the midfield. Yes,
1: McFred, yes, bring them back. Oh, good. Uh, Anything else on this one? Banter era. No, not really. There was like, uh, they hit, both sides hit the post, just a a ridiculous amount. It was almost like a simulated amount of times. There was no... There was no chance of a goal going in. There was a couple of good saves by De Gea on uh, Wolcott, and then Wolcott fluffed like a really nice one-on-one chance that he had going through after the red. Mm. Um, But otherwise, yeah, both sides could have won this, and a draw helps potentially Man United a little bit more, given the results
0: around them. Maybe, but I think they would be disappointed with this. A real um, opportunity to bounce back after a 7-0 loss at Anfield. You've got the opportunity at home against the bottom side and then to draw nil or and not score against them. I know they went down to 10 men, but um, would have been hoping for a much better response than that. Um, Villa v. West Ham, I don't know if either of you saw this. This, to me, on paper, looked like an absolute nothing game that I could not care any, more, any less about.
1: Much the same. Yep, yep. This is that trash game between two teams who wear identical kits, who swap players for no reason, and... I don't know. West Ham, are they are they going down, guys? Are they are they gone? Uh... Please, just someone make me feel better and say that <laughs> someone other than Leeds are going
0: down. I don't. Yeah, uh... it's, you know, it's we did it last week, but every it's <coughs> the way these teams are fluctuating form where they pull out a random result and you're like, oh, maybe they've turned a corner, um, like Bournemouth at the moment, but then you know, next, they might lose the next game and then the next game, and the next game. And um, you just, I don't know. It's all over the place. So, oh, But they're just,
1: they're so poor. They're so bad. West Ham are really
0: boring to watch and poor. Yeah. They're, they're right there with Leicester for me as, because Leicester are right there on 24 points as well. Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth equal mm. and Bournemouth are in the zone on goal difference. And they're all three of them are just equally bad to watch this year and poor. But yeah. Bournemouth probably the
2: lesser, so are the three don't forget so. the 15th very much so flattered everton too they have played one Does. more game than the rest of the teams below yeah. them and when they have caught those up they will be firmly back in the relegation zone i'd say Ooh, will they but that, that that's relying on shit teams picking up points someone has I mean. to and someone has to play liverpool each week so
0: <laughs> just not man united <laughs> um newcastle beat wolves 2-1 to get back on track a little they their first win since
1: January, I believe. Shit. That's, <laughs> that's a poor stat, isn't it? And again, another team doing their work early in the season, setting them up for success. Mm. Um, they would have appreciated this. Another one where they, Amron um, comes off the bench and curls in a nice goal. Uh, it's just, Wolves didn't do enough to really threaten them in any way. They They did score a tidy goal. Um, but you know, I was very fortunate in the, in the way that the rebounds kind of fell to Huang in the middle They're Yeah. They're limping over the line against sides that you would think they would be just convincingly beating like two nils, Mm. three ones potentially. So I don't know their forms kind of deserted them. This might be the, um, the resurgence for them. A nice kickstart. Yeah, I think it goes back to that form run, goes back to our mid season review where we discussed that it wasn't
2: sustainable for them to keep keeping clean sheets and only scoring one goal to win games. And, and like you just said, not only have they not won a game since January, they haven't kept a clean sheet since January either. So it's falling apart a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think that's all we got for Premier League this week or English. Remember at the start of this season, we said we were going to call it English top flight or English first division all year. And we just, it went out the window pretty quick. Oh, well.
1: Uh, Uh, It makes it so hard when all the stats and all the records are predicated on, they split them up between Prem and then old football. Yeah, it does. You you want to refer to one or the other. Look, we can bring it back. We can update the style guide again. Who cares?
0: It doesn't matter. Um, Fantasy football, no huge update. Um, Todd's still on top. Todd's flogs. Uh, He just won't go away.
1: No, he's in my newsfeed. He's in my Daily Mail, and now he's top of my fantasy. I just I'm sick to death of the guy. Yeah, stop Go being away. so good at things. Stop being good at stuff, Todd. Piss off. We've
0: had enough. All right, he's. It looks like he's going to win our trophy. I mean, he's only twelve points ahead, but he's the he's the one I'd be putting money on to win that win the NSF trophy, the inaugural NSF fantasy trophy. Have we opened up a betting market for this? Uh no, and we won't because uh we're we're not about that's that, illegal. You. No, that's yeah. illegal as well. Yeah, it's, don't, it's, we don't punt. It's probably frowned upon. Yeah, we don't gamble either. We're we're not degenerates in any way, any of the three of no. us. Um, we don't gamble, we win. <laughs> I want to quickly do Bundesliga update because there were some big fixtures this week. Um Red Bull uh RB, not Red Bull, RB was RB Leipzig, uh beat a very poor Munchen Glad side this year. 3 0. Um, to get in the mix, I mean, they're seven points off, Bayern five behind, uh, Borussia, and they're now they've just jumped Uni on Berlin, who have slumped a little. Um, we've got three teams on forty-five points: Leipzig, Berlin, and Freiburg. Uh, Freiburg and Berlin probably the ones dropping away now, and the the boys with more money starting to come through like Leipzig. Um, Dorman played Schalke in the derby away Schalke sitting second bottom in 17th um this was this was a really i said earlier about Dortmund having a very Dortmund week um it was all set up for them to stay in this title race uh they were favorites to go through to a quarter final i think in the Champions League and they just blew it with a poor performance in london against chelsea and then this was a a better performance, but they should have absolutely buried Schalke and ended up with a 2 all draw um, after conceding a goal with 12 minutes to go. And they, they had so many chances that they just couldn't score on some one-on-ones where they could have could have gone two, three goals ahead. Just wasteful. And before that, Bayern had gone 1-0 down against Augsburg and won 5-3. So uh, Dortmund find themselves two points behind Bayern now. And that two points is enough for everyone to write them off and say it's Bayern's league. Yeah, that's
1: it. Write them off. Don't. Yeah, no more pressure. I I really loved the atmosphere in this game. Like I thought, this this is one of the one of the great derbies in in world football. German football atmosphere in general is just great. I enjoyed that every time you would get a close up of a player, or there'd be a phase of play where the camera would zoom in. And then you'd pull back and there would be like a different section of the crowd ablaze in red smoke, just like little spot fires every time. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And the um, I don't know
0: his name, but the commentator, the commentary that they get on the Bundesliga there, when it's not, um, they usually uh sometimes there's Derek Ray, who you would hear mm-hmm. on the commentator on FIFA these days. But if it's not him, there's another guy that always does Bundesliga and he's just He's so enthusiastic. And the the way they just yell every time there's a goal, it's so exciting. And the crowd are just pumping. So
1: good stuff. Yep. Definitely the two most excited guys I've heard on comms all season. Because I think the the co comms was like a former Dortmund and Schalke player as well. Because he kept having to quip to him. Yeah. I know it's hard for you to commentate. Oh, on I can't teams. remember
0: who it is. I'm not sure if it's um Felipe Santana maybe. He's he does special comments on Dortmund games a lot. So might have mm-hmm. been him. But um he's like a Brazilian with like a, a German accent. Oh good. Um but it might not have been him, it might might have just been a German guy. But who knows. Mm. Either way, it's it's riveting. It's brilliant to watch. Um a quick little and to watch, because uh Celtic are firing at the moment and Aaron Moy is at the center of it. Uh we'll talk about him a little bit later, I guess, when we talk about the Socceroos squad on our Red Edition pod. Uh we'll we might we'll save the Australia squad for our Adelaide United pod. Yeah. Yep. Nice Australian, little segue there. Make Australian sure to listen football. if you wanna
1: you wanna yeah, hear little, us.
0: Little plug there, a little teaser. Um, but and firing. Uh so many rumors about him joining other clubs. And um, it's just good to have you no know,
1: not just him, but him and Aaron Moy just putting teams away over there. Quite literally kicking goals, the pair of them. He's probably the most in-demand manager in the UK at the moment. Maybe because um, every club in the Premier League thinks, oh yeah, we could get him because it's only Scotland. Yeah, But he is destined for a club that's going to be playing in Europe for sure. Because otherwise, why would you leave Celtic? Absolutely,
0: yeah. He's he's pretty well loved there. And he seems to have still have um, a lot of plans going forward with Celtic too. So he's... He's very quick to put to bed any rumors of him leaving in every press conference. Um we get dickheads like that AFL guy. Oh, I can't uh, say his name now because a- I just called him a dickhead and I don't want to defame
1: him, but I was just about to drop his name too. Let's call him A Ma. <laughs> no way, that's too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do.
0: Um anyway, that's that. Um, Tommy, you want to saw- finish
1: with oh, what I was gonna say I saw that Celtic drew Rangers in the semi of whatever the cup uh, that remains. S- Scottish Cup is left. They
0: Celtic beat Rangers in the League Cup final, and they've still got to play them in one or two league games um, when the thing splits. And-, and yeah, they've got the cup cup semi final now too. So. I uh, thought almost, the other tie still to the, play for.
1: The other tie was interesting in this because I think it's is it uh, first division draw. Uh, I haven't looked. It looks like a bit the other tie looks really interesting because there's two lesser known teams, and it's always fun to see the two big boys have to fight it out in the semi before you um yeah before you go and get your day in the sun. Yeah. What's the absolutely. Scottish what's the Scottish Wembley? It's um Hamden. 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 Park. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: Excellent. Um, you wanted to finish with this uh, potential controversy
1: brewing at Barcelona about paying for referee referee influence. Mm, prosecutors pursue case against Barcelona over alleged refereeing deal. When is there not a story of you know alleged um, would you like corruption? I'd like to just cite where you're getting the article, just so we you know. Oh, it's from the Guardian. So um, yep. some people would take this as a proper news organization. Some people would not. Uh, it's, but Spanish prosecutors have basically filed a complaint against Barca and two of the La Ligas, uh, the La Liga clubs' former presidents over alleged payments to a company yeah. owned by a senior refereeing official to influence results. Massive. Mm. This is um. This is one of those. This is one of those very turgid, uh, hyper-financial footballing things where you know maybe if you remove yourself from it you would think okay it's not that big a deal but if you drill down to where the the money trail lies this does kind of look like pay you know fee for payment uh, uh, fee for match results basically yeah it does um it's i feel like it's one of those
0: things that won't be a, there won't be a big deal made about it though because it'll just get swept under somewhere and money ends up taking care of everything and Barca and Real, we know the stronghold they have. The stronghold they have on the finance in Spanish football is ridiculous, the power they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if anything would be made of this, but it would be interesting to see what the judges do because it says they're yet to decide whether they'll take up the case or not. But we're talking like figures of like, you know, 7.3 million between 2001 and 2018 to firms that were owned by, uh,
1: by the referee president or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely just dipping funds into something that looks like it's not attached to anything football related, but then, yeah, you you go and look at the officials and the people involved mm. in these corporations. It, it looks like you'd be having a direct effect on uh, match results, basically. The the Barca president came out uh, very strongly and he said Barca is innocent of the accusations made against it and is the victim of a campaign that mm. now involves everyone to harm its honorability, And uh, it's kind of sending itself back into that political realm where it's Catalonia versus the rest of Spain. Yeah,
0: so. he's, um, he's not denying the payment of money though, which is interesting no. because he's saying, he says that Barcelona simply paid an external consultant that supplied them with technical reports related to professional refereeing and called it <laughs> a common practice among professional football clubs. Uh, I don't know if that to me, that to me looks like a way of saying, yeah, we did do it and then just trying to word it a little differently to make it
1: seem like this is all just, you know, standard procedure. This is what goes on uh, every week in Spain. There's possibly bigger questions about the integrity of this competition than mm-hmm. than just Barcelona, but somehow I doubt that you've got sides like, I don't know, Cadiz contributing £7 no. million pounds to refereeing firms. They don't have that money. They're no,
0: because no, they, they, they use euros, so...
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and because Barça <laughs> and Real get like ninety percent of the the funding from uh, the TV revenue and stuff, al- always been cooked. That's ten percent for way. the rest. Um, I think like saying that you you paid just an external consultant and not named them is just so uh, it's just so sus. No, nah, that's it, and the fact that they haven't denied it, it got it. Yeah, just. <laughs> Standard Barcelona, I reckon, because it says the investigation was triggered by a tax inspection and oh, we know I they love know. not paying their taxes there. Uh, <laughs> Leo, Leo Messi, etc. Oh, don't know how it's, we fucked it up somehow. It's optional over there, isn't it? I'm sure of it. Uh, something like that. All right, we might wrap it there. Cooper, I don't know if you've got anything else you wanted to mention in this Euro edition. Nothing from me. That's all I've got this week. Oh, all good. Just came on. Had your little say about Liverpool and off you go. Is that it? That's, it? That's all I need. Yeah, no Is fringe the... show
2: tonight.
0: Oh, night. surely
1: there's there's a late night party somewhere for you yes. to be attending. I'll be holding my hat out on
2: the corner somewhere. If you find me, find me. Is if you it, don't, nas- national it. tour,
0: it's... national tour on the way.
2: Yeah, I'll be in. Yeah. towns Sydney, like Wagga Melbourne, and standing in the middle of the roundabouts of Canberra with my hat out nice. and string on Gosford. Yep, I I Wollongong. I, Gosford. I, I, do t- I, I do towns, not truck stops.
0: Towns, not, oh, <laughs> not that, Gosford. All, wrong. all right. We might wrap it there. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for listening if you're out there and catch us.